Welcome to the podcast at Keep the Heart. By now, I've met many of you on the road at different conferences around the country, and that has been so much fun. Whether you're a brand new listener or you've been with us since the first episode, we invite you to visit the shop at keeptheheart.com. We've got books, Bible studies, and a very unique collection of Bibles as well. There's a link for you in the show notes. Now for today's episode. Have you ever gone through something so distressing that you've cried yourself to sleep? I mean the kind of crying where you can barely breathe because your nose gets all stuffed up and your eyes get puffy and red. That kind of crying? You know, those are the kinds of tears that lead to exhaustion. But falling asleep out of exhaustion doesn't mean we'll be rested. Crying that hard is a lot of work. We need to put those tears to work. Did you ever stop to think that you could cry with purpose? It's possible. Welcome to Keep the Heart Podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker known for sharing biblical insights that are practical and inspiring. Now back to today's valuable study. The Bible has a lot to say about crying, but it's a different kind. It's crying in prayer, not just shedding tears. There will be situations in life on rotation that disappoint us, discourage, and maybe even shock us. But we can cry with purpose. Let's look at three examples from Scripture to learn more about crying in prayer. First, we can cry out. Lamentations 2.19 gives an example of the prayer of crying out. Listen how the people were instructed in this verse. It says this, Arise, cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thy hands toward him for the life of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. It's a vivid picture of trouble. And it wasn't trouble just for one person. It was trouble that affected many people, including, as the verse indicates, even young children. In context, you would want to read the book of Lamentations to understand that the people had gotten into trouble with God and they were now in dire straits because of disobedience. But whether our reasons for crying are self-inflicted or not our fault at all, this verse describes a valuable type of prayer. The first part of the verse refers to crying out in the night, which is often when pain is the most intense, isn't it? When we're in a crisis or a time of deep discouragement, sleep is pretty hard to come by. If we're going to be awake anyway, prayer makes the most of these night watches, as the scripture calls them. In Lamentations 2.19, it goes on to say, Pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord which is deeply humble without holding back. We don't have to pretend anything with God. We can pour out our hearts and lay the whole situation down in prayer. We don't have to hold back a thing. The rest of the verse gets into the specifics of prayer, which is an example for us as well. Instead of just crying, Lord, help me. We can list the names of people or we can list the situations that have us crying out in the night. This is an example of crying with purpose. A second way to cry with purpose is to cry unto. Psalm 57, 2 is an example of crying unto God while acknowledging his ability to perform all things for us. 
The verse says, I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. When we're crying unto God, this means that we're not merely crying into the air. We're speaking directly to Almighty God in faith with confidence that He is able to answer. We need to remember that if we really want God's will in our lives, His answer may look different than what we requested in prayer. We make the request, and then it's time to exercise two very important muscles, faith and trust. The psalmist didn't waste his cries. He cried unto God and called him Most High, exalting and magnifying the Lord as he prayed. Do you see God as Most High, or is your view of God too small? If you imagine that God is limited, your faith will match that imagination. God is not one of us. He's not our peer. He is Most High and all-powerful. If we approach God as if we're talking to the waiter at the restaurant, here's my order, and make it snappy, we're way out of line and we need to change our tone. God doesn't owe us anything at all. He has already given us his only begotten son to redeem our lives from eternal destruction. Anything else that God provides is above and beyond what we deserve. So if you've been approaching the Lord in a way that is anything less than respectful, your next prayer should be one of asking forgiveness. We tend to get our thinking mixed up about crying unto God because we expect God to answer our prayers in the exact manner that we prayed them. We aren't really asking in that case. We're demanding. And sometimes we're not even polite about it. What is your tone when you speak to Holy God? Is it angry? Is it frustrated? Is it disrespectful in any way? When we have the right attitude about God, seeing Him as both able to answer us and completely in charge of the response, we can then wait in humility for His answer. What has God already answered for you? Think about that for a second. Instead of taking that for granted, thank Him for how He has helped you in the past and trust Him to answer you according to His will again in the future. It's very good for us to remind ourselves that we're crying unto the God who can calm a stormy sea. He performs all things for us and has unlimited power. And finally, number three, as we're crying with purpose, cry for mercy. Listen to the psalmist's humble cry in Psalm 27, 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Humility is both meek and modest. Pride is arrogant and self-important. Has your prayer life been filled with a sense of entitlement or a realization that God has already provided us with more than we ever asked for? That phrase, have mercy upon me, in Psalm 27, verse 7, means that we're asking God to be gracious and to show us favor and even pity. And when we humbly pray for mercy, He answers with understanding. Our lives are like continuous movies that God can clearly view at all times. He knows what we're asking Him, and He knows why, and He empathizes with our needs. Sometimes we're praying because we've sinned against God, and we need mercy and forgiveness. At other times, we haven't done anything wrong, but we have very great needs that only God can meet. Either way, 
We are asking the one who can truly grant our request when we're coming to the Lord. Crying for mercy and asking God for an answer are biblical prayer requests. We just have to remember that the timing is up to God. As I've said in previous episodes, prayer and waiting are inseparable. There will always be this rotation in our lives of events that bring us to a point where our prayers are mingled with tears. Listen to the observation about troubles in the book of Job, chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Is it possible to live with trouble flying like sparks and still maintain a joyful spirit? Yes, it is. But there may be times when that becomes one of our prayer requests as well. If you've been facing one challenge after another after another, you are probably at a point where you need to pray for God to restore your joy. The brightest, happiest souls can still get a bit battered at times. Here's a great closing verse from Psalm 51, verse 12, that we can pray when we need our joy restored. It says this, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Now that's praying with purpose. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. Visit the shop at keeptheheart.com for Bible studies, books, and more, along with Francie's conference event calendar. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.